Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of Twin, Twin Talk, Talk MN. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And today we have a really, really good episode for you. We are so excited. There is so much news. The NFL. We have three weeks left until the playoffs. There's tons of news. Tons of playoff news. Everything going on. And Andrew, the NBA season starts in two days. We got... Pretty much a full NBA season coming your way starting in two days. We are so excited. We'll have you preseason, bold predictions, rookie bold predictions, and Andrew, most of all, the college football playoffs. We know how it might look. The college football playoffs, who are the top four teams in the country? They will be announced sadly today, right after we stop recording. But while you hear this, you might already know. I believe the rankings are around midday today. They're at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Central time. Yeah, they ESPN will tell you who the top four teams in the country are in college football. Last night, yesterday, on Saturday, there were tons and tons of games. But Andrew, we'll get to all that later. Right now, let's jump right in to the NFL. Andrew, Eagles rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts made his NFL debut in place of Carson Wentz. Now, Andrew, a lot of people are kind of skeptical about Hurts saying he's too young. But, Andrew, how do you do? Ryan, going into this game, we said, let's see some stats against the Saints. Not expecting to win or anything. Just maybe two touchdowns, 200 yards. But, Ryan, he got them a win. They shocked the world by beating the Saints and snapping the 10-game winning streak. Jalen Hurts was amazing in his NFL debut. And the Chiefs took on the Dolphins. Yeah, the Chiefs were Heavy, heavy favorites. Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions, but the defense came together and the Chiefs got that one against the Dolphins, but they looked a little vulnerable. And last week, the Bills played the Steelers. Whichever team could get a big, big push in the in the playoff race. And the Bills won behind a great game from Josh Allen, combined with Cole Beasley. The Steelers have now lost two straight, and the Bills have won three straight. That is crazy. And, right, as I said, the Saints and Steelers both lost. So now the both, so now the number one seed in each conference has changed to the Packers and the Chiefs. Ryan, think both of these teams can um, keep that number one seed, or do you think they're going to have to play round one? Well, both are will be incredibly close. As we know, the Chiefs are a much better team, but the Chiefs have a much harder schedule coming up. This, I mean, next week... They do play the Falcons and the week after Chargers, who both should be easy wins. But, Andrew, this week, the Chiefs play the Saints. We'll, we'll discuss that game at the very end of our podcast and pick them. But, yes, the Chiefs play the Saints this week. And if they win, I think it's pretty safe to say they will be the number one seed. But, Andrew, again, also with the Packers, they get to play the Lions and they get to play these easy teams. But, Andrew, also, in the last week, in two weeks, the Packers play the Titans. And you might think, well, the Packers probably have a better offense and maybe better defense. But, Andrew, the Packers' rushing defense stinks, and Derrick Henry for the Titans will come to play, and he will eat. Now, Andrew, with the season winding now, we need to kind of take an in-depth look, or just a small look, at some of the top players from this year. Andrew, the top play, the top quarterbacks this year. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Last year, Super MVP. Year before, MVP. Andrew, he looks like currently the favorite to win MVP, but this guy is knocking on the door. Aaron Rodgers yesterday, he got his third straight 40-touchdown season. That is incredible. He is neck and neck with Mahomes in the MVP race. Now, Andrew, everyone had huge hopes for him coming into the season. He's been pretty decent. Kyler Murray, quarterback, I almost meant to say running back, because he kind of is the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. And lastly, Josh Allen, Josh Stallion, 
for the Buffalo Bills, who has been nothing short of incredible this season. Now, Andrew, top wide receivers. Devontae Adams for the Green Bay Packers. Not so seasoned. Yesterday, he did break his streak of a touchdown in eight straight games. That's right. Eight straight games with a touchdown. He has the league lead for touchdowns, but he has played one more game than Chiefs wide receiver Tyree Kill, who if he gets one, will pass Devontae, but still amazing. And you know who the next guy is. That's right, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, number one wide receiver, and Andrew next. Again, this guy, only in his second year, DK Metcalf, has had a crazy good season. And Andrew, the next guy, the number one wide receiver of one of the top quarterbacks in Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Now, Andrew, a lot of people thought this guy might struggle in a new home, but he's fit in splendidly, Stephon Diggs. Now, Andrew, who are some of the top running backs and tight ends? We have Ryan. This year, there have been some amazing running backs, such as Derek Henry, Derek Yeti, Ryan's favorite player, who has just been amazing on the line, Alan Kamara, who has been amazing early in the season. Now, not great, but with some injury news, should be amazing, especially in that very, very good Saints passing him. Dalvin Cook, the Vikings' amazing rusher, just is doing so well. So many touchdowns, so many yards, amazing. Nick Chubb, who did have a small injury, but hey, since he's been back, averaging almost 150 yards per game and a touchdown, he is truly special. Along with Aaron Jones, Packers, star running back, won a 100-yard game yesterday and has been amazing with touchdowns. And at tight ends, Travis Kelsey, the amazing Chiefs tight end, who I might add is leading the league in receiving in total receiving yards. And Darren Waller, who has had three games of over 100 yards this year and a touchdown um, in, this, in Thursday night's game. He had 150 yards and a touchdown crazy. And next tight end, I'm just going to say, there aren't even any tight ends that come close. George Kittle is very talented, but he's been injured. Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson are close, but... Not very, so just those two guys. I might add, the top lineup in the NFL for offense would be Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry as the two running backs, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams as the two wide receivers, and Travis Kelsey at your tight end. Yeah, that would be a stacked lineup, but in the Chiefs, have three of those guys. They have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, probably why they were one of the top teams in the league. Now, let's get to some other news. Ryan, Derek Henry is closing in on the all-time single-season rushing record. Not exactly sure how close he is, but he is very close, so I definitely recommend watching him see if he breaks that record. Julio Jones is out for this week. Michael Thomas is out for this week, and most likely the next two weeks leading up to the playoffs with an ankle injury that has been just lingering all season long. And Ronald Jones Jr., not sure what's going on with him. He has a finger injury and might have COVID or be exposed to it. He is doubtful for this game. Same with Miles Gaskin for the Miami Dolphins. And, Ryan, I'm very happy. Well, actually not happy, but Alex Smith, quarterback for the Washington football team, has another leg injury on the same leg. They had to have 17 surgeries, but luckily they say it's a very, very minor injury. They're sitting him today just out of precaution. And they will start Dwayne Haskins. His first start since, I believe, week four or five this year. We'll see how he can do today. And I definitely think that to keep his job, he might have to get a win. Or at least two touchdowns, 250 yards. But I think if Smith comes back, he's been so good for this team, they might just keep him. And other injury news for the Washington football team. Um, Antonio Gibson is doubtful with that toe injury, also known as turf toe, as he had. And Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, is doubt 
is out for today's game. Most likely won't play again this season. Same with um, Michael Thomas. Won't play today. Most likely not again this season. Maybe in the playoffs. We'll see. And for the Saints, Drew Brees is back. After 14 broken ribs, a collapsed lung, Drew Brees is back for the Saints. Taysom Hill will not play quarterback. Let's see what he can do against the Chiefs this week. And a couple running backs out. Duke Johnson back up for the Houston Texans. And Joe Mixon started for the uh, Bengals. Now, Ryan, the playoffs are so, so, so close. So we have to say which teams are in the playoff hunt right now. Well, Andrew, right now, one of the closest, closest races is the AFC playoff race. Now, Andrew, it's pretty obvious that the top three teams are unanimously the Chiefs, probably number one, the Bills, probably number two, and the Steelers, number three. Now, Andrew, when we look at these three teams, all of these three teams have been doing really, really well. And Andrew, let's look at some of the teams behind them. Now, Andrew, in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans and Colts are dueling it out. The winner of the division will get the number four seed, and the loser will get the number five seed. Really not that big of a deal at all. Just home field advantage, and with no fans, barely makes any difference at all. But they are still dueling it out. And Andrew, the Cleveland Browns, they have been doing really, really well recently. They did lose to the Ravens in a crazy game, but... They are still one game ahead of the Ravens, and if the season ended today, they would overall be the number five seed. So, Andrew, they are doing really, really well recently. But, Andrew, some other teams, the Raiders, two games behind the Browns. As we said, the Colts and Browns are tied, but the Browns beat them. And now, let's move on to the NFC. Andrew, in the NFC West, it's the Rams, it's the Seahawks, it's the Cardinals, all three teams right in the hunt. There are a lot of games, important games this week. But, Andrew, let's move on to the NBA. As I said, it starts in two short days. We are so excited. But, Andrew, again, before the season, let's look at some of the top rookies. Again, number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves. He has been struggling a little bit on the preseason, but let's see if he can take his spot back in the coming days. Now, Andrew, Charlotte Horn's point guard, the mellow ball. We know he's a great passer. And yesterday, he had this crazy pass. He wasn't even looking, and he dropped a dime. Lamelo has looked incredible, and I think he can be something great. Now, Andrew, Cleveland Cavaliers shooting guard, Isaac Okoro, his defense has looked incredible this year. And, Andrew, the Pistons now are giving out their um, first-round pick, Killian Hayes, the starting job. We'll see how that works out. Now, Andrew, we know that James Harden with the Rockets, it's getting crazy. In a normal offseason, every single team would be going after him when one of the top players in the NBA requests a trade. But, Andrew, the season starts in two days. What do you think will happen with Harden in two days? Well, I have to say that Harden reported to training camp and playing the last preseason game. And he was James Harden. He looked amazing, but that's not really the point. James Harden requested a trade, and he said he really wants to go with the Nets. But that kind of fits with that. Then he said, I want to go with the 76ers. Then that kind of fits with that as well. Then he said, I'm just willing to go to any playoff contender. Please, someone take me away from Houston. And no one really reached out. Now he's going back to saying, okay, I really, really want to go to the Nets. I'll do anything to go to the Nets. Personally, my prediction is that nothing happens within at least the next two weeks. Maybe one season gets underway. If Houston's not doing great, they'll decide to trade him. But we'll have to see what happens with that. I don't think he'll go. Now, also, some news. As most people know, Kawhi Leonard last year signed a huge deal with the Clippers. And some people were skeptical of how to get it done so fast until it was like hours after the 
um, free agency opens. Apparently, some people think that they were talking to him before. We will definitely keep you updated. If that does happen, there will be some big consequences, but I'm not sure. Now, Vine, I'm going to name you nine guys that are either in the first, second, or third season of their career. And you're going to put them into either the category of they're going to boom this year, which means they're going to be amazing. They're going to be about projected, that where most people think they'll be, or they're going to be terrible. Okay? Vine, the guys are... Killian Hayes, point guard for the Detroit Pistons. Tim Hardaway, shooting guard for the um, for the Mavericks. Lamelo Ball, point guard for the Charlotte Hornets. DeJounte Murray, point guard for the San Antonio Spurs. Laurie Markman, power forward for the Chicago Bulls. Brandon Clark, power forward for the Memphis Grizzlies. Kobe White, point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Corey Anthony, backup point guard for the Orlando Magic. And Matisse Thybulle, point guard for the 76ers. Ryan, let's hear your rankings. Well, personally, I got to go with Killian Hayes in the, in the boom category. He will get tons of playing time. He will bring the ball up every single play for his team and his coaches. Love him. Now, Andrew, Tim Hardaway for the Dallas Mavericks. I feel like he's just not going to be that great. Their point guard, Luka Doncic, loved to have the ball in his hands. So for Tim Hardaway, I'm going with a bust. Now, also Andrew, LaMelo Ball. Personally, I think he's good, but I don't think he's that great of a scorer, so I'm going to go with the same category. Now, Andrew, DeJounte Murray for the Spurs. Their starting point guard, Derek White, will be out for the first a couple weeks. So I think DeJounte will get tons of playing time. This team is trying to be young, young, and he is so young and so good. They don't want those old guys on the team, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMarcus. They want the young guy, DeJounte Murray. So I'm going with the boom. Now, Andrew, Lowry marking in for the Bulls. He has been pretty good, and they do have a new great coach in L- um, in Billy Donovan, but I still think that he will be a same in the category. Now, Andrew, Brandon Clark for the Grizzlies. He has a great shooting percentage, but not great, so I'm going to go with the bust. But, Andrew, Kobe Hart for the Bulls. Ho, ho, ho! This is my favorite player. He brings the ball out of University of North Carolina. He is incredible. I love him. Huge boom this season. Now, Andrew, Orlando Magic back on point guard. Cool, Anthony. He doesn't really have that much playing time, so I'm going to have to go with a bust. Now, Andrew, 76ers point guard, Matisse Thybul. He's been looking pretty good, but I don't think he'll be amazing, so I'm going to go with the same category. But, Andrew, it starts on Tuesday. Everyone, if you like NBA, you should definitely watch the Golden State Warriors take on the Nets this Tuesday at 6 p.m. as the NBA season kicks off. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Brian, just before we move on real quick, do you have any really, really bold predictions for this NBA season? Such as one guy wins MVP, one guy wins... Ooh, one guy wins a title or something. Well, personally, for the title, I think it will be a repeat for the Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like the pieces they added this offseason make it amazing. But right now, my bold prediction is the Sacramento Kings. I think this team could be a top four seed in the Western Conference. Don't get me wrong. There are a ton of good teams. But the Kings are also a really good team. They're great. They've got tons of great young talent. I believe they got the best player in this year's draft in Tyrese Halliburton. So I'm going with the Kings will be a top four seed. Yeah, Ryan, my extremely bold prediction for this year isn't LeBron James is going to win the MVP, isn't Giannis or Harden, it is going to be Jason Tatum, the Duke Blue Devil, now Celtics player, has been amazing throughout his short career, and I think he is going to step it up and win MVP, averaging maybe 30 points a game, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists, I think he's going to lead that Celtics team to greatness, but Ryan, it's time for college football, Ryan, we know that before Yesterday, the top four teams were Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. Bovine, Alabama had an easy, easy win against Florida, so they were definitely the top seed. Ohio State had a pretty easy win against Northwestern, so definitely either the second or third seed. Bovine, 
Notre Dame played Clemson. We know the fan. We know this was huge, Ryan. What happened? Well, Andrew, we saw that yesterday morning. If Clemson, we know that whichever team wins will easily be a top three seed. That is guaranteed. We know that if Clemson lost, they had a two percent chance to make the college football playoffs. And if Notre Dame lost, they'd have a forty-six percent chance to make the playoffs if the game was really close. But Andrew, this game wasn't really close. Clemson dominated thirty-four to ten. Now, we did say that Notre Dame would have a 46% chance to make the playoffs if they lost. But, Andrew, again, they got demolished. I would say their chance have dropped. But, Andrew, the closest team that could have beat them was Iowa State at number 6. They were playing number 10 team in the country. And, again, if you beat a top 10 team in the country, that's great. But, and they would have won the Big 12. But, Andrew, they lost to number 10 Oklahoma. No way they can climb up five spots. So it looks like Iowa State and Oklahoma are out of the conversation. But Andrew, Texas A&M, at number five, just one spot behind Ohio State, they beat Tennessee. Now, Andrew, this is a great Aggies team. They beat Florida, who's one of the top teams in the country. They beat LSU, who's probably a top 40 team in the country. Auburn, another top 40 team in the country. They only lost to Alabama by a good two touchdowns, which is pretty impressive. Andrew, this Texas A&M team is really good, but Andrew... So is Notre Dame. They beat Clemson a couple of weeks ago. Granted, they didn't have their number one overall pick, um, Trevor Lawrence, with them, or three incredible defensive players. But, Andrew, still, Notre Dame won, and you can't take that away from them. Which team will be number four? Which team? Well, Ryan, I might just say this is who I think should be, not who will be. I think it has to be Notre Dame. They are too good of a team. They beat Clemson. They won. Yeah, they did lose. They lost this game. But hey, they were fighting for a conference championship. Was Texas A&M fighting for one? No. Was Tennessee fighting for one? No. Was Notre Dame fighting for one? Yes. They were playing maybe the top team or second best team in the country. And they had a good game. Yeah, they lost by a lot. But they showed some fight. And I feel like that's why they deserve to be the number four team in the country. Ryan, tell me you agree with Notre Dame. I can't. It's Texas A&M. Again, Florida. This team, they were in the top four when Texas A&M beat them. They beat a top four team. And they shouldn't be in the top four? Yeah, Notre Dame beat a top four team. But without their starting quarterback and three of the top defensive players in the country. And when it came again, and they did have their quarterback and those three defensive players, they got killed. It has to clearly be Texas A&M, but Andrew, a lot of people know that whichever team it is, will have to play Alabama, and they're pretty much guaranteed to get out, but Andrew, also, as we already said, Alabama and Texas A&M, they already played, and we want to see the best matchup, which is pretty clearly Notre Dame versus Alabama, but I do think that, as the saying goes, Texas A&M is unequivocally, or is equivocally, one of the top four teams in the nation. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be Notre Dame, and I hope it is Notre Dame. Now, Ryan, let's get to college basketball. Yes, this season started a while ago, and we're not even close to the end. But, Ryan, it is really, really ramping up. The top four teams so far are the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the Baylor Bears, the Iowa Hawkeyes, and the Michigan State Spartans. Ryan, we know there was a huge... Huge game between Gonzaga and Iowa. Both teams with their top five draft picks. Gonzaga has Jalen Suggs. Iowa has Luke Garza. 
and Gonzaga killed Iowa. I was watching the majority of this game. Iowa played very, very sloppy. Also, I shouldn't say killed. It was a semi-close game, but just Iowa played so sloppy, I don't even know if I can say they were top 14. They couldn't shoot. They couldn't rebound. They had so many turnovers. But fine, let's focus on the big part. Luke Garza and Jalen Suggs were both phenomenal in this game, especially Jalen Suggs, but also Luke Garza. And, Vine, over this past week, Oklahoma State's Cade Cunningham has actually been looking really, really good. Maybe even like a number one pick type player. Vine, of these three guys, what do you think the order should be in the next NBA draft if all of them were to declare, which I don't know if they will. Also, do you think there's any outsiders that could make it to that top three? Personally, I do think that Cade Cunningham should be the number one overall pick in this draft. I think he's clearly the number one overall player. I feel like he has the most upside, which is best case scenario, to be in the NBA. And I feel like he's the most NBA-ready player we've seen in a long time. But that's also sad about Iowa's forward, Luke Garza. And personally, Jalen Suggs might have played better, but I think Luke Garza should be number two. This guy's huge. And in the NBA, and in the NBA right now, half the power forwards are really small forwards or tall shooting guards. But no, Luke Garza is a huge forward. I think, or a center. I think the Luke Garza should be the number two overall pick. Then probably Jalen Suggs. Then Io DeSumo out of Illinois. Then James Cochran out of Illinois. But I still think Luke Garza might be better than Jalen Suggs. But again, huge matchup. We'll have to see how both these players finish the season. Yeah. Right, those guys are both superstars, but Gonzaga won that game. Now, kind of like college football, Iowa was undefeated going into this, and Gonzaga is a really, really good team. So we know that Iowa shouldn't move that far down, so probably Gonzaga will stay the number one team. Maybe Michigan State moves in number two. I don't really know what will happen, but Vine, just looking at right now, I know we definitely want to move on to some Minnesota sports, Vine, who do you think is going to win that national championship in college basketball. Personally, I feel like it is Gonzaga. Just Jalen Suggs is too dominant. I mean, he is too good. But Andrew, one team that I think, and the Gophers just played him, Illinois University. They easily have top 10 pick Io DeSumo guard, but they also have probably top 10 pick center James Cochran. He, both of them, are playing out of their minds, and they also have a couple of other great NBA-ready players. This just feels like one of those Kentucky teams where, like, Ten guys go in the first round. It's crazy. This team is so dominant. Speaking of Kentucky, they just lost another game. They are now 1-5. Their worst start in, I believe, almost 100 years. That's right. Almost 100 years. Crazy how bad they are. Now, Ryan, let's get to the Vikings. Ryan, last week we played the Buccaneers. We said this was almost a must-win game for us and want to make the playoffs. Ryan, did we win? Well... In the first quarter, it looked that way. We started out great. Came down. Get a touchdown. Go back. Make them punt. Go down. At the five-yard line. Everything looks great. Okay, fine. Fourth down. Lining up for a field goal. Oh, and I also might add on our first drive. Okay, so we get a touchdown. Great job. Going up for the extra point. Kickers had a little bit of trouble. Goes up for the extra point. And he misses. Okay, a couple of loud groans. Pretty annoying. It's okay. We're still up 6-0 against a great team. As I said, go on defense. Get them to punt. That's great. Go down the field. As I said, down to the 10-yard line. Everything's looking great. Sadly, after probably a pretty bad call by the refs, fourth down, have to go for a field goal. It's an easy field goal. Kicker missed the extra point. Maybe this kick will go right down the center in anger. Kick is up. 
It's 20 feet to the right! It's so far off! This is a kick that literally anyone could have made. Anyone who ever played soccer in high school could have made this kick. It was the easiest kick. You remember the Vanderbilt kicker we were talking about? Um, Sarah Ford? She could have easily made this kick. And I'm not saying she's bad, but she's in college. And this guy, Dan Bailey, is in the NFL. Anyone, anyone could have made this kick. And Dan Bailey already missed an extra point. Misses the easiest field goal. Okay, okay, we're up 6-0. Buccaneers, go down, score a touchdown. Vikings, just rest of the game. Buccaneers kept on scoring. Vikings kept on punting. And Andrew, Dan Bailey, our kicker, as I said, missed the extra point. Missed an easy field goal. Later in the game, missed another easy field goal. Later in the game. Missed another field goal. Andrew, he missed an extra point and three field goals. This might be the worst kicking performance in NFL history. And you heard it right here with Go Vikings. They did terrible. If he would have made every single one, Andrew, we lost by 12. Three field goals, that's nine points. And Andrew, one PAT, that's 10 points. We, 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 we would have lost by two. Not to mention the field position that we gave them when we missed those easy kicks. We could have kicked them down to the 25, but we lost. And the Cardinals won over the Giants. So, now, we have to most likely win out. And that includes the Saints, which is going to be very, very hard. But they are playing the Chiefs this week, so hopefully they maybe get couple sore guys or a bad loss that they're mad about. But, I don't know. Hopefully, we can beat them. And we play the Bears this week. So, hopefully, we can beat them. And then we have the Lions. So, that should be pretty easy. We just really, really need the Cardinals to to win, to lose this week against the Eagles. Who, as I said, coming off a Saints victory. But, probably will. Cardinals will win anyways. Now, let's get to the fight. To the Timberwolves. Rhyme. The preseason is over. Three more days until our first game against the Pistons. Ryan, what have you learned over these three preseason games? Well, Andrew, I've learned that our shooting guard, Josh Okoge, looks really, really good on defense, which is important. As I've said, this team might be the worst defensive team in the entire NBA. Center really, really struggles on defense. D'Angelo Russell plays no defense even at all. Malik Beasley, no defense at all. And the Edwards, pretty decent on defense. I feel like we needed this defense, and I feel like Josh Okogie will be great. But, Andrew, what I want to look at is our starting lineup. Our starting point guard, D'Angelo Russell, fully expected. Starting shooting guard, Malik Beasley. Okay, kind of expected. Now, Andrew, it's small forward. It was between Anthony Edwards and Josh Okogie. But, Andrew, we're starting Josh Okogie. What do you think of this move? Personally, I'm kind of okay with this move. Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell along with Karin Yance, have been putting on a show on the offensive side. We need some defense. Anthony Edwards has looked okay in the preseason, but I would much more like to have him come off the bench. Is number one pick, but hopefully he does play well off that bench. And Ryan, power forward. We knew we had Juan Hernan Gomez, Jake Lehman, Ronda House Jefferson, Ed Davis to choose from. Ronda House Jefferson looked amazing in the preseason, not to mention on defense. But on the offense as well, he was looking amazing. Tim Wars fans were so happy and really wanted to start him. And Ryan, how did the Tim Wars reward us? They dropped him! That's right, Tim Rose dropped him. Any team can get him. We have no say in where he goes. Tim Rose, this was stupid. We've made a lot of stupid decisions, but this might be highest on the stupidometer. Beep, beep, beep. Stupid, stupid. 
Yes, this move was incredibly stupid. So now we are starting Jake Lehman at power forward, who's terrible on defense, terrible at offense, and terrible at basketball in general. And obviously our backup power forward then is obviously Juancho Hernan Gomez. Backup point guard, pretty obviously Ricky Rubio. Anthony Edwards and Jared Culver round out the small men. And obviously then backup center, Nas Reed, the young guy with a lot of potential, or Ed Davis. The old guy who's pretty good. And we went with Ed Davis. Not the worst decision. I'm sure Nas Reed could overtake that role if he plays well. But Andrew, also, we dropped our center out of Iowa, Tyler Cook. And now two, our other three guys on the roster are Jalen Noel, James McLaughlin, and Jaden McDaniels. Power forward out of Washington, who I really liked out of the draft. So let's see how this season goes. Go Wolves, go. We start the season with two games off against the Pistons. Hopefully, we can win them both. Now, Andrew, with the Twins, obviously, middle of the offseason. Everyone's relaxing. No, barely any Twins news. But, Andrew, what a bit of trade rumors. Just a little bit of rumor. Indian, former Cleveland baseball team's closer, Brad Hand, left the team. And now, some teams are reaching out to him. And the Tromel said, hey, man, we're looking to round out the bullpen. How would you like to join us? And he said, I would love to. This is great. One of the top closers in the MOE has said he would love to go to the Twins, and the Twins would like it. But... He hasn't signed. The Twins have been in talks with him about signing a deal. Obviously, still a long ways off the season. They're not rushing anything. And again, we'll keep you updated with all that we know. Now, Andrew, let's get to a few Gopher sports, but we are kind of running low on time, so we'll speed through it quickly. Now, Andrew, Gopher football. Yesterday, we played our annual game against Wisconsin for the Axe. Andrew, a lot of people thought we could have a chance, but Andrew... Our team was terrible on our lowest game this season. I believe it was Iowa. We put up like 20 points. Now, we put up 17 points, and the game even went to overtime, and we put up 17 points. Yeah, Ryan, I might add, this was not a horribly played game. Ryan, you made that sound like we played terribly, and we didn't. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, we had some big, big mistakes. But I have to say, our defense came together. It really, really looked like an okay defense, which I know sounds funny coming out of me since I hate our defense, but it was actually pretty good. In our running game, Mohamed Ibrahim was truly sensational. And even though the Gophers, I believe, have maybe a bull game or maybe a rescheduled game coming up this season, has always been phenomenal by Mohamed Ibrahim. Just truly amazing by him. But we did lose in overtime based on a bad field goal kicker, <laughs> Dan Bailey. But he's not on the Gophers. Like, probably could use the Gophers kicker. Minnesota kickers just kind of suck. But we lost. Mohamed Ibrahim did do great, though. In other quickly Gopher football news, our former running back, Ronnie Smith, who got signed as an undrafted free agent for the Panthers, has actually been looking very well for them in Christian McCaffrey's absence. Just thought I'd put that in there. And in Gopher basketball. We had one of our biggest games of the season this year against Illinois. Ryan, tell me we didn't get blown out by 60. We did! Well, it wasn't by 60, but it was a terrible game. We lost by 30. Fully expected to get killed. But, Andrew, some things that are just sad. We thought our center, Liam Robbins, was really getting a lot better. Last game, or the game before our terrible loss to Illinois, he had a great game. I believe 20 points, a couple blocks, a lot of rebounds. But, Andrew, the Illinois center scored 33 Points! Our team got a little bit more than 33 points! Their center got so many dang points! We did so bad. Also, Andrew, both gosh, we thought he could be a great player for us, but Andrew, he played 26 minutes, 
And if you were just a bystanding fan, how many points would you think he got in 26 minutes? Maybe like 11, 12? Low. Take, when you have 11, take away one of the ones. That's right. He played 26 minutes and got one point. He got one point. This guy is supposed to be one of the top players in the country. One point. And maybe our most important game of the season. This week, we play St. Louis. Today should be an easy win, but really no promises. Also, later in the week on Friday, we have a huge test. We play Iowa and Luke Garza. Again, an incredible center. Hopefully, we don't embarrass ourselves too bad, but no promises. Now, here's an incredible story. It's kind of hard to follow, but it's a great comeback story about a man named Kurt Warner. He was born in 1971 in Iowa. As a young boy, he liked football and was pretty good at it. In high school, he was pretty good and got a few college offers. Warner planned to play college football and hoped to play in the NFL in college. He, wa- he went to Northern Iowa University, not one of the biggest schools in college football, and Warner wasn't even the starting quarterback. He wasn't even the backup. He was third-string quarterback. All the way, until his senior year, he received word that he would be the starting quarterback in college. And he was really, really happy about that. He knew that he could shine with any opportunity that he was given to be a great quarterback. The competition obviously wasn't amazing, and the other quarterbacks weren't great. But he had a great season and was named the Conference Offensive Player of the Year and decided just to declare for the NFL draft and see what happens. In 1994, he wasn't drafted, but signed to the Green Bay Packers. As most rookies are, he was invited to their training camp with an outside chance to make the team, which was completely expected. But he was cut from the team before the start of the regular season, which left Kurt to choose a different career path. He didn't have any other large skills, so he decided to just bag groceries at a local store for $5.50 an hour, He worked there for one year until 1995. Yeah, when he decided to go into, then he decided to go into coaching and he became an assistant coach at Northern Iowa University. He hoped he would get another tryout with an NFL team. He was very down and wasn't sure if he would ever get a chance to get back in the league. In 1995, he knew that he was going to work as hard as he could to get back into football since he didn't want any other profession. He signed in the AFL, which is the Arena Football League, which is a lot lower than the NFL, but for some reason, some people like it. Where I have no idea why, after not playing football for a couple of years, he was incredibly good. He became a superstar. He was easily the best player in the league in his first two seasons, and he was named the 12th best player of all time in the league? That's amazing. For the next couple of years, he was a, he bounced around the... Sport. He bounced around football. He played in the AFL for a while. He played in the NFL as like a practice squad player. He played overseas a little bit. I don't know. It's really hard to follow. But it's also, but then Andrew, he was able to get signed to the Los and to the St. Louis Rams. Now, Andrew, if you remember my Dak Prescott story, you remember, oh, six string backup. Nobody thinks he, he's good. But you remember what happened with Dak. Yup. Kurt. He outplayed a few, a few guys got injured, and he played himself into being the starting quarterback, or the backup quarterback, exactly like Dak Prescott. No idea why, kind of weird. And Andrew, the Rams had a great quarterback that thought was to be great for them, but Andrew, 
right in the middle of the season, he got injured and was out for the year. Kurt was set to take over, just like Dak. Nobody thought he would be that good, but Andrew, he went nuts. He became super, super good. I have no idea how, and he had maybe the best season in NFL history, throwing for 41 touchdowns, which might be one of the, which is one of the best seasons of all time, and at the time, I believe it was in the top five for best seasons of all time, but as I said, Aaron Rodgers, his three straight seasons of 40 touchdowns, and I believe at least, and I believe in all of them, he has 41 touchdowns, so very good, but not incredible. And 4,300 passing yards, which isn't legendary, but still very, very good. Most fans didn't even know his name until a week four game where he threw five touchdowns. And one's on Sports Illustrated cover with the caption of, Who is this guy? That's a great name. Who is this guy? When you have possibly the best NFL season in NFL history, and you're called, Who is this guy? His team won the Super Bowl, which was a dream for Warner. One of the best seasons in NFL history. The MVP and the Super Bowl ring. In 2001, he had another incredible MVP season and led his team to another Super Bowl appearance, but lost a heartbreaker to the Patriots, which would actually happen in another 15 years. As you know, though, I skipped over the 2000 season because he really struggled by breaking his hand, normal injury, and in 2002, he broke it again. He wanted so... He later admitted that he wanted to play so badly, he just lied that his hand was better when it clearly wasn't. And he made it so... So much worse, he got it injured again. And the problem was, in, 2000 and, in 2002, when he played, he was terrible again because he couldn't hold the ball with his injured hand. And in 2003, he was benched. And he wouldn't start a single game that season. And in the offseason, he was cut from the team. They let him go. He signed with the Giants. And he was benched a few games. But it was for Eli Manning, who's in the Hall of Fame. And again... Warner was dropped at the end of the season. Went to the Cardinals. Again, backup quarterback thought, oh my God, what was I thinking coming back here? I should have just stayed bagging groceries. I'm a backup quarterback. But again, he had one of the best seasons in NFL history to going to being dropped in four straight seasons and being like six straight. No idea what's going on here. And in the next season, he was replaced again for many weeks. But with the Cardinals... He had a couple of bad groin injuries and a partially torn knee and made an early exit the next season. And the next season, he was replaced again for many weeks, but he won the spot back at the end of the season due to an injury. Again, in the next season, he was benched until the starter did bad and was named the starter for the, for the remainder of the season. Now, that's a lot of seasons, but now we're up to 2008, where this season, he had an incredible season where he became the starter for the Pro Bowl, which... Some of you might think it's the All-Star Game, but it's called the Pro Bowl in the NFL. His team, the Cardinals, they made the playoffs. But sadly, they lost in the Super Bowl. And in 2009, after another solid season and being eliminated at 40 years old, he announced his retirement. He will go down as having some of the best seasons in NFL history, but some where he played two games and had at least three injuries in that season. Now, shockingly, he did go down in the Hall of Fame as one of the best players of all time. But I like to call he had some of the best seasons of all time. Now, Andrew, let's move on to the birthday of the day. It's one of the best young players in the NBA. His last name is an animal. And no, he's not a dog. He's a fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox. Happy 
birthday. Today is his birthday. Just a very funny story about him. A couple of months ago, during the NBA hiatus, during that coronavirus, when basically no NBA player was doing anything besides playing video games. He was playing video games with some other NBA players, such as Donovan Mitchell, point guard for the Utah Jazz, and Josh Hart, shooting guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. And they were just playing 2K, talking about life and stuff. And then they were playing in like a playoff 2K game, I don't know, like setting like that. And then Josh Hart was saying, Ah, oh, Dan, you finally learn what it what it's like to be in the playoffs. Saying that the Kings, uh, Fox's current team, has never been in the playoffs, which is true in the last couple years. And then Donovan Mitchell on the uh, Jazz said, Oh, Josh, what do you know about playing in the playoffs? You've never been there, which is true. Josh Hart has never played in the playoffs for the Pelicans or the Lakers, just kind of a fun fact. The only player out of them that's ever been to the playoffs is Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. Just remember, make sure to go to the playoffs. And don't mock other people for things that you haven't done. But, happy birthday to Ian Fox, and hopefully, hopefully, this year, you can make it to the playoffs. Now, let's get to some news around the sports world. The MLB will most likely postpone the MLB season, including training him for at least a month from the expected date because of the coronavirus. The MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, and the owners unanimously, unanimously voted that the season should not start until every single team has every single person have the COVID vaccine, depending on which one that is. And, as we said last week, Florida State, very talented player, Keontae Johnson, collapsed on the floor and had to be taken to a nearby hospital. Luckily, he is stable now and doing better, but still not perfect. We really hope that he is okay and that he can do what he wants to do in the coming years. And Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly says that parents need to be at the college football championship or Rose Bowl or whatever bowl game they go to, or it's just not worth it. Brian Kelly obviously thinks that parents and other important people should come I'd rather not share my opinion on it, but I'd just like to say, I don't really agree. And also, the Colts punter is back after two weeks of fighting cancer and, I believe, some um, lung disease. Hopefully, he is great for them. Now, Ryan, let's get to some predictions. Ryan, the NBA starts on Tuesday with two great games. The Lakers and the Clippers and the Nets and the Warriors. Ryan, who do you think are going to win each of these games? Well, personally, I feel like the Lakers are pretty easily going to beat the Clippers. They have a lot of young guys who are happy to jump out of the gate. But, again, we also know they play in the championship. A lot of those guys are kind of rusty. We'll see if LeBron and Anthony Davis can get off to a hot start against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the Clippers for the Battle of Los Angeles. Now, Andrew, also the Nets and Warriors. As we know, Kevin Durant last played with the Warriors. Personally, I feel like the Warriors will win this game just because Kevin Durant hasn't played in an NBA game in almost two years. And also, Kyrie Irving still hasn't played in almost a year. So personally, I think the Warriors will take this game. But, Andrew, in the NFL, two two huge games. The Chiefs and the Saints. Probably NFL Super Bowl matchup. Andrew, who you got? Fine, I have to go with the Chiefs. Drew Brees is coming back from injury. He is healthy, doctors say, but I just don't see him doing it. And with Michael Thomas out, no way. Chiefs looking too good behind Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. Fine, another big game this week for fans. For uh, playoff implications, the Giants play the Browns. Ryan, who you got? Personally, I got to go with the Browns. It would be close, but again, Giants star cornerback, best player on the defense, James Bradley is out this week, so I got to go with the Browns. Andrew, 
next. Also, I just forgot to say some news. Golden State Warriors are signing great NBA point guard Jeremy Lin, who retired a couple of years ago. He is a very solid player with a crazy, crazy life story that I'll be sure to share with you next week. And another great birthday. And again, next week, the NBA season will be a week underway. And we will know who will be playing in the National Championship for college football. Yes, next week on Twin Talk MN.